When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Right in the Gary Kelly's podcast. I'm your host, Lucy, and the standing skipper for the show this week as I make my debut in the host hot seat. We've once again got another cracker of a show lined up for you as we look back on the feisty and bruising draw against Burnley. We talk about Bamford finally getting that England call up and we look much more into our under 23s. Joining me today, we've got Matt and Dan. How are we both doing? How are we doing, Lucy? Very well, thank you. Good, good. Oh, so, we're recording straight after the Burnley match, a 1-1 draw at Turf Moor. Uh, definitely was a scrappy game and by our standards wasn't a pleasant performance overall. What are your guys' initial thoughts following the game? Oh, pleased to get out of it with no injuries, hopefully, because it was a bit brutal, weren't it? But, um, look, you come to expect it now. Um, I think with the new lenient refereeing style, didn't really suit us down to the ground there. But you know what? We... We stuck at it. We kept with them. Like we didn't let them bully us. I don't think. I think we we did all right. I mean, you look at their goal. I think the only criticism you can take is, you know, we had a couple of chances to clear it and we couldn't get it out. But I don't think we were anywhere near our best today. We managed to get a point, and sometimes, you know, you've you've got to take the positives out of that. Um, I think we will get better. I'm sure the late withdrawals of Click and Furpo probably didn't help because they could have been potentially starting today so yeah look we got what we expected from Berlin I think the lads they stood up to it well we'd have loved three points to get us away but again we showed good character to come back from that like I I was like 
you can obviously dirty leads, dirty leads, dirty burn. Doesn't really fit, does it? Dirty Burnley, dirty burn. You can't really, can't really uh, envision that being some at Premier League grounds up and down the country. But yeah, what a set of dirty bastards! <laughs> Absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. I think we'd be proud of it, and I think. Um, this time last season, there would have been a couple of red cards in that game. Absolutely, and I think it's a testament to the to the relaxing of the the refereeing decisions and, and letting games the game flow in a way. And obviously, there's no serious injury or that's come out of the game. But um, in a way, I found it refreshing a little bit because it's a game that we all want, really, isn't it? I think you just want the game to flow in. You know, if it's good-hearted and there's no malice in it, like you saw with Xhaka with Arsenal on Saturday. I don't um, know. I think there's a lot of malice when it comes to Ashley Barnes, isn't there? So. Well, he's just, <laughs> yeah, you just about took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> with the exception of Michael Brown versus Chef Wednesday, Ash, Ashley yeah. Barnes doing a, a kind of mimic of that. Um, but no, nah, it was good. You know, and even Bamford's come out and said he enjoyed it. He enjoyed fighting with him, you know. And I think it, it says everything about it, really. I think... Um, it was a proper scrap, wasn't it? That's all you can. That's all you can put it down to. Yeah, definitely. I think obviously we'd have loved the three points and and get that first win under the belt. But I guess one positive we can take away from the performance um, was that we came back from a losing position to bag the point, just like we did twice against Everton last weekend. And I think that just shows great resilience, doesn't it? Like even if we haven't been playing our best throughout the whole game. If we would have lost, we've got two weeks to stew on it. You've got a transfer mm-hmm. window coming up on Tuesday. It would have been a complete and utter nightmare, let's be honest. I think it's given us a bit of grace, really. I think it's um, a well-battled point, really. And I think um, I'm pleased with the result, if I'm honest with you. I really am because, um, you know, it wasn't looking good at one point. And we didn't create anything, did we? So, no. uh, for, for me, I think it's a point well-deserved. Yeah, I think. Or needed. It's, yeah, it's true. Because, I mean, we all know how good we are when we get in front. And we haven't been in front yet this season. And, you know, that's probably something that we need to try and put right going forward but the good thing is you know when we did go behind a few times last season we did struggle to get back into it a couple of times didn't we and you know I don't think our ratio was that good um well obviously not as good as when we were taking the lead so you know I think there's whilst we've only got two points I think there's a lot of pleasing stuff that's come out the last two games erase that first one because I don't want to think about that anymore but um you know I, I, I was with Matt I think that's a good point obviously of course we want to beat Burnley, of course we want to beat them. And, you know, the fact that we beat them twice last season, it's not always that easy. And, you know, we battled, we battled hard and I think we deserved the point, but I think we'd be lying if we said we should have got three from that. But I think that's good as well because it shows that we can play better and I think we definitely can. So let's hope that international break might come at a good time. Yeah, hopefully. Um, just come around so quick, aren't it, following the Euros. Yes. But um, looking at the starting lineup, obviously, we saw the likes of uh, Diego coming back in and Rodrigo. However, obviously, we had the likes of Click and Furpo missing through COVID. I thought James Shacks come in and made a difference, obviously provided the assist for the goal. But looking at the bench, obviously, we spoke about this quite a few episodes now. We had t- six under-23 players on there. Like you said, um, we spoke about it a few times now. But as we enter the final few days of the transfer window, do we realistically think anyone else is going to come in? Are we still missing that sort of spark from the bench like we had with Pablo in the last couple of seasons? Um, I thought Tyler Roberts actually did quite well when he came on, you know. Um, we'll probably touch upon it later on, but I think Rodrigo, he looks good on the ball. So him, Bamford and Rafinha, there were some really good link-up players between them three. But when he's not on the ball, he just doesn't seem to click with the rest of the team, that type of pressing off the ball and that mentality. And I thought... 
when Roberts came on, he seemed to do that. He seemed to be that full package. He, he was working hard on and off the ball. And I think it was evident with his performance in the end. A couple of days of the transfer window, we normally have a, an inkling or an idea. You know, it's pretty hard to keep a secret these days. Um, I think last player that surprised us were Pierre-Liego Lasonga was probably took us by surprise. So I can't see it happening that we're going to bring anyone in, if I'm honest. I think he's happy with, with the, the, the squad he's got. I think the under-23s, uh, some of them are good enough. Um, I'd just like to see some of them come on, maybe get a five or ten minute run out towards the end. You know, Gellar, I think he's... I think he's probably made most appearances on the bench without coming on now as if he leaves. I think uh, someone will probably confirm that. But um, even if just give him a five or ten minute run out and nick a winner, you don't know, do you? Because he's, he's ripping up trees in, um, or pulling up trees in the under 23s. But I think um, a long answer to the question is I don't think we'll bring anyone in. And he'll just rely on the squad we've got. Adam Forshaw's a new signing, don't forget. Yeah. Well, Raz did say that, didn't he? <laughs> on Twitter. But yeah, I agree. I, I would like to see. Because, let's be honest, if we get a few, few injuries, we are going to be to the bare bones, aren't we, in a few positions. So, oh, absolutely. You know, we've got to try and give some of these young lads some minutes because I guess there's only so many positions Jamie Shack can play, isn't there, before we're like, actually, when you're gonna, we can't play up front, can we? We're going to have to get someone else in there. Um, I think you can do a shift, mate, you know. Yeah, you'd probably, you'd probably do a shift, but I don't know if it'd be better than the original shift. But I thought, I thought Lorente was good again today before he went off I think he's such a good presence to have at the back I thought he dealt with Barnes and Wood pretty well and to be fair all defenders did actually so you know fair play to him but yeah I, the, that's the only the only worry I guess is if you know Rodrigo Roberts if that kind of don't work at some point you know if we got coming off there and yeah like Matt said I thought Rodrigo and Roberts I don't think they were bad today I think they were all right good little stuff but you know we need you know, have they got that quality that like Rafinha's got? You know, just to beat a man, get a go- make a goal, pretty much. So, look, um, it's one of those things. Uh, but you know, Liverpool in a couple of weeks, two more weeks to get a bit of work done. I think we'll be, I think we'll be all right. We we touched upon on the back three. I I thought they looked really good. I, I quite liked it. I think mm-hmm. is that the first time they've played together, all three of them? Is it? Could be. I'm sure. Yeah, I think so. Cooper, yeah. Cooper in the middle. Yeah, and I think Cooper looked better for it actually. To be honest, yeah. like, I think he looked a lot better having Strike and Urente um, next to them. I mean, the only criticism I think he'd have from some of the defenders today, I think we went long a bit too much. Um, I don't know if you yeah. guys saw it, but I thought Ailing, Cooper, they were playing a few aimless long balls. You know, when we lost grip of the game a little bit midway through, I thought we were just gifting possession back to them a bit. But defensively, I thought I thought. I thought they looked good. Yeah, it's interesting that. So I know we won't play, we won't play a three when against well against Liverpool, for example. We'll only really play one through the middle. Um, yeah. So he likes, but, play, he likes to play a three, doesn't he? When we're up against two, I think Cox normally yeah. played in there rather than. Yeah. I think Lorente or Strokes always been injured. There was a spell where Cooper were at, but I think um, as soon as we went one 0 down, he took Lorente off, didn't he, and brought Shackleton on. Yeah. And then went two at the back then. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I agree. I thought I thought it, it looked and seemed to work quite well until we went down a goal, yeah. and then obviously then it's yeah, obviously one of them's going to be sacrificed, I guess, aren't they? Yeah. 
Yeah, I guess obviously going into the international break now, we've played the first three games of the season. We're looking at the table, sitting down in 15th on two points. So are we happy? Obviously, we sort of forget about the first game. We pretend it didn't happen, but heading into that international break and then coming back and playing Liverpool after, um, are we happy with how it's going? Should we be worried? Are we worried? Yeah, well, kind of what you said. I'm not worried, but it is one of those things we could do with winning soon. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> the longer it goes the more chatter you get and especially if we don't you know touching on signings again if we don't sign anyone say if we go first five or six games without a win that's when it gets starts to get a bit noisy probably might start to get in players heads a bit but look um because let's be honest we've not really gone a lot of games without winning under Bielsa have we maybe that one um there's been a couple of blips like um during the season but we've usually bounced back quite well through bad um spells of form so um I'm not worried you've just got to try not look at the table unless you're top of the table I don't think anyone looks at it at this point do they <laughs> so Spurs fans are probably absolutely loving it with Arsenal at the bottom and them at the top oh yeah but, uh, <laughs> uh, for, for me I'm not too concerned but obviously got to get that first win fairly soon so our man Matt Beadle was in attendance at Turf Moor today and at full time whistle Matt caught up with him to get his thoughts. So I'm just joined by uh, our very own Matt Beadle. He's just leaving Turf Moor now, probably black and blue like the, uh, the Leeds United players. But Matt, just get your immediate thoughts of, of the one-all draw against Turf. I thought, well, if you look at it as a whole, I think it's um, I think it's good that we, we stuck in and managed to get a point out of it. Just like, like he just pointed out, I think they were black and blue by the time they came off. It was like a game out of it. Not that we were alive back then, we were like a game out of the 60s and 70s. Uh, it's just, I don't no idea how bands have stayed on pitch because I've seen I've seen it back in, uh, in ground it's flabbergasted but but yeah you'd, you'd like to say that you'd, we'd have taken the point especially after going behind again which is, seems to be our seems to be our problem doesn't it that we just seem to go behind first and uh, I thought Robert Robert's made a difference um, and Rodrigo just looks looks miles off him doesn't he don't know what it is, don't know what it is with him but we just don't seem to be able to because I don't know we just can't seem to recycle attacks and that's all sort of what got us going in the last 10 minutes that we were able to just keep keep hammering on the door I think once we went behind Yeah I think I think just on your point with Rodrigo I think off the ball he's just not up to speed or he's just not got that that kind of ability or he just can't be asked like the rest of it I don't know, yeah, I mean, no, there's I don't something know there's something isn't there there's something missing I don't, I don't know what it is because like you say what is it at times when he's on ball, you can see that sometimes that he's quite clever in his movement and stuff. But then that only seems to come about once every every about twenty minutes in game. And then yeah. other, other times he's got it. He just looks so probably after about five minutes with people around, does he just look so so sluggish and he just doesn't look sharp to say that he's had now now he's been under Bielsa for over a year. I don't know if he's still I don't know struggling from when he had COVID or what. But he just I don't know. He he just sort of fit or like say like the rest of them all look sharp on ball and, and he just looks mild off it like we, I think we've been saying it for a few weeks now yeah and he took a cheap yellow card as well but I thought you didn't take yeah. a cheap yellow card and you touched upon it earlier but the Ashley Brown challenge on Stuart Dallas criminal but he's a he's a he's a smart cookie in the Ashley Brown uh, Ashley Brown sorry yeah. he knows he knows doesn't he? He, he, he there's a line and he literally just tickles his foot over it doesn't he he knows exactly what he is doing. Uh, well, he knew what he knew what he was doing when he went absolutely. down. He, he went down after it, didn't he? As if he were injured, soft, <laughs> soft, soft blow. And that's what. The, to be fair to them, they are crafty, and I think that's what you. As much as other teams don't like it, um, I think that's what you sort of got to 
sort of probably give them a pat on, pat on back to that. They, they are pretty crafty in what they do, and like they unsettled us and they, they knew how to get us out of his rhythm and get basically pull us into a game that we didn't want. And I think that's where where the adders didn't they? and it's I think it's more that we'll be happy with, that we've taken a point rather than them taking all three in, in a sense that it's a bit of, that we've been battered on pitch for 90 minutes and we've come away at least come away with something because normally we'd we'd, we'd normally uh, we'd normally melt in those situations and if it, I do think we did persevere at times but and it, it, were, it, weren't, it were ugly but you sort of just take, you just take a point in one of those games and get on with it well, that's it. Yeah, we're massively after. I, I think the general consensus that you know we're going into the international break now, taking a point from Turf Moor. I think if we'd have lost today, I think this next two weeks would have just been unbearable, wouldn't it? Especially with the transfer window pan- coming up as well. Panic stations start to fit, sit in, don't they? You know what it's like. But I, I'm not saying that we are like Sheffield United, but what happened with them is they just couldn't get themselves off mark, and all of a sudden you're thinking, when are we going to actually? pick up any points here yeah. panic sets in and that's what sort of that's what gets teams in relegation fight that just the panic sets in with them and I think that I think that's just something that we last two games that we've managed to managed to avoid really because we could have we could be looking at three defeats from three really when you look at it um, when you look back on Everton as well Matt just a final one then your standout player from today oh god uh, <laughs> probably Probably say Harrison, I think, or kept kept going down that left, and that's looked like we were just sloppy, weren't we? <laughs> I think it's hard to pick one out. But I, would, I was going to say that I was pretty um, people give him stick, but I did actually think Cooper did all right. Say it's normally a game that he it's normally a game, doesn't he, where he goes into a bit of hiding and loses his loses his head. But I did think he did all right on Ashley Barnes. So probably those two really. I know some people. I'll probably look at Cooper with tinted glasses sometimes, but I did think he sort of stuck in, got, got himself stuck in and did well with him. Yeah, I think we're striking the into side of him as well. It complimented him in a way where it gave him more time on the ball, more time to think about it. I think Wooden Barnes, they knew exactly what they were doing throughout the game, and I think Cooper's that kind of he knows that type of player, doesn't he? He's you know he's come from that the lower divisions where the likes of Wooden Barnes have learnt the trade, so. Yeah, he seemed 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 uh, pretty pretty steady throughout the throughout the game, really. The Cooper, which put some good challenges and some blocks in as well throughout. So yeah, I think overall happy with the point. Dust ourselves down, patch ourselves up, and uh, and and go again against Liverpool in a couple of weeks. Then yeah, definitely we'll try and get three points off them. Helm Rose, <laughs> top man, top man. As always, we got the Leeds United fans thought straight after the full-time whistle. Mark Berry says, probably lose that in previous years. Ugly. Ugly team to play against. Mick says, not at her best today. Too many players sloppy in their passing. Rodrigo and Aileen probably worst. Bamford man of the match for me by a mile. This season could be a lot harder than the last. Still think we're still good enough to finish mid-table. Kim says, we were bad. Great point to get from that. We've introduced a chance for you guys to support us this season by becoming right in the Gary Kelly's patron members. For as little as £2 a month, you could help us to support the work that we do and make sure we can continue to bring you our podcast series and our in-depth online articles about the club we all love. For a quid or two more, you can get early access to our podcast series, be involved in monthly Q&As with us, and you can watch back the show as we always have the cameras rolling. Yeah, always rolling, Dan. Uh, you know what? It even sounds better value than this LUSC fan token scheme that the club has done a big launch with. There's no voting for goal music and players' celebrations here. Football is for fans and all that. 
So if you head over to patreon.com forward slash R-I-T-G-K to become a member today and help support us, go music free. <laughs> Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. The Leeds United Under-23 season is underway and who better to keep us up to date is our new Under-23s reporter, Theo Hewson-Betts. Theo, how are you getting on? Yeah, uh, thank you, Lucy. It's, uh, I'm doing well and it's, it's said to be a brilliant season for the Leeds Under-23s. Already we got a couple of great results, really. Uh, <laughs> End-to-end games, high-scoring ones, which uh, with with a few goals we've seen Leeds scoring the the actual Premier League so far this season, it, it is making me uh, look forward to these games a bit more than the uh, the Leeds games. To be honest, we've got a massively exciting crop of youngsters this year. I mean, it, the signing of Leo Hjelder from Celtic this uh, this week that cost over a million pounds. We, we played Crew last week. Luke Murphy was playing for them. We spent a million on him, and now we're we're spending that fee on under twenty threes. You know, it just shows how far we've come, particularly under under Radriazani, uh, and and since Bielsa came too. Uh, Mark Jackson's doing a great job with the squad. You know, absolutely outstanding. Uh, we've got a couple of games to take you through. Uh, all of them as exciting as the last. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we played uh, Palace under twenty threes. What ran out three one winners in that game with goals from Somerville, McCarran, and McGurk. McGurk, obviously a new signing from Wigan, formerly uh, played with Joe Gellhart. Uh, he's the one I want to mention from this game, really, because, you know, we hear a lot about Somerville. He's, he should be ahead of Costa in the pecking order. You know, we hear a lot about Gellhart and Jarma. I, I thought that McGurk, he, he's giving Jack Harrison a run for his money in terms of <laughs> the quality of his first touch, which is saying something massively. And his composure under pressure seems to be absolutely outstanding. He scored in a behind-closed-doors game against Manchester City. Uh, goal, uh, footage of that goal was leaked out onto social media and the composure he showed under real pressure there was outstanding. He scored against Crystal Palace. He's got another goal since then. He seems to be a really, really smart acquisition. And with people expecting Somerville to make that jump up to the first team, I think we will see him starting, uh, McGurk, this is starting for the under-23s before too long. But, the, you know, he, he was the standout off the bench, but uh, the, the player who really stepped up in this game for me was uh, Adam Forshaw. You know, he, he's made the jump into the first team now. The game against Crew was exceptional. He's not really an under-23, but he was playing. And it, it just, what I've written down is it, it's delightful um, to see him back out, uh, playing as, as we all know he can uh, and, and controlling games again. So that was a really strong performance. Palace got a red card pretty early on. Um, they managed to uh, peg it back to 1-1 after Somerville had opened the scoring seven minutes in. Uh, but Leeds' quality showed in the end and uh, it, it probably could have been more. Up until the last 10 minutes, that is, where Clayson, on his on his first appearance for the under-23s, uh, stepped up in a big way. He made a penalty stop. He made some brilliant saves. He's still not completely there with his passing out from the back. But he, he showed some real quality in that game. Uh, we move on to Leeds 23s 2, Tottenham under 23s 4. It was a poor game. You know, we had as many shots as each other. Defensively, we weren't quite there. Cresswell, Cresswell was hooked at half time, uh, but by that point, most of the damage had been done uh, by Dylan Markande, uh, who managed to score a hat trick before half time in that game. Gellhart and Green would have managed to get us back into the game, you know, that deadly pairing. But it's sort of, this is the game that made me think. You know, there's a lot of clamour for Gellhart over Roberts. This is the game that made me think that Gellhart's not quite ready yet. He managed to get his goal, but a couple of times he was played in one-on-one with the goalkeeper, uh, Oloway Army, I think it's pronounced, and just fluffed his lines a little bit, just overthought or hesitated or, you know, didn't make the right decision under pressure. And as much as we all think, you know, 
and me particularly from what I've seen of him, he's a delightful talent. He's you know scary good with the ball at his feet. But that game just maybe made me think. I understand why he's not being rushed into the first team setup. You know, Greenwood might have less of an impact on games here and there, but he's very, very consistent with what he can do. And I think that's maybe why we're seeing Greenwood moved into the first team picture a tiny bit quicker um, than his, his friend and strike partner. Uh, Lewis Bate got booked got booked in this game, but we really saw him start to come to terms um, with the Leeds United press. The the similarities to, to Adam Forster in particular were startling. You know, he's playing in number eight. He played as a number 10 against Crystal Palace. He just knew how to slow a game down. There's a there's a term in Argentinian that I think Bielsa's referenced before, which is the pausa, which is to collect a ball, take your time and then lay it off. You know, leads very much at the minute are a transitional side where they'll rush the ball from uh, front to back. Bates seemed to be able to just take that minute, much like Pablo did and then just redistribute the ball calmly while still advancing up the field. And I think that's, I think as much as, you know, Cresswell, I think will definitely play for England one day. Drama's a fabulous player. Gelhart, brilliant. I think Bate is a first-teamer in waiting, particularly with the lack of depth we have in the first team uh, in the central of, uh, in the centre of midfield at the minute. I think Lewis Bate will make a couple of appearances this season. And as soon as he's fully up to fitness, um, I think he'll be outstanding, absolutely outstanding for us. Just a few more names I want to cover. I think Amari Miller's the natural successor to Jack Harrison, a left-footed left winger. Somerville, you know, we saw against Crew, Costa was devoid of confidence. I, I really like the guy. I, re- I you know, he's, he's obviously a very important part of the team uh, behind the scenes. And what he did in the promotion season will never be forgotten. But he's just not on it at the minute. And Somerville is consistently scored again against Derby under 23s. We, are, I'm sure we've all seen Gelhart's last-minute winner or, or late winner in that game. You know. Fabulous goal, really good individual quality, again showing what he brings to the party, but some of Villa's been the standout so far this season. And if Costa continues to, to disappoint, I think we'll see him we'll see him start uh, or, or come off the bench at least. Uh, yeah, so I was then. just gonna ask you that for you then. You know, out of all the players so far that performed in the under twenty threes, is it Somerville for you that you see the one that's gonna break through and, and and get into that first team? I think it is. Yeah, it's um drama is is nearly ready, but Ailing and Shackleton are ahead of him. I think Bate is nearly ready, but at the minute there's Click and there's Dallas ahead of him. I think with Somerville, you know, the backup winger is Costa and he's not performing. So I think Somerville's the one for me that is most likely to make an appearance soon. Brilliant. Thank you very much for that, Theo, and I uh, hope to speak to you again very soon. Finally, it's happened. Patrick Bamford has been called up for Gareth Southgate's England squad to face Hungary, Andorra and Mateusz Klicks Poland in the upcoming World Cup qualifiers next week. I feel a bit like a proud mum. Fully deserved, guys. One million percent, I have to say. It deserved from the fact that if you would have said two years ago Patrick Bamford had been in the England squad, I don't think anyone would have said anything about the descent. What you want, mate? Um, not that he's not, you know, he's clearly a talented player, but what he's added to his game in the past two years, to the point was, if you actually look back at the crew game, um, how much we struggled until he, well, and struggled to break them down until he came on. He just gave us some so different, and I think that's what's probably won over everyone: the fact that everyone now knows what we miss when Bamford doesn't play. And what he brings to this, what he brings to the squad, and I think he's, I think he's perfect for England because it'll obviously the game time he'll get. I expect him to play because Harry Kane's 
been out injured a lot. I think Calvert-Lewin might be injured as well. I don't know if, I think he's been included, but there's a, there's a knock there. So, I, you know, he could even burgle a few goals against Andorra, couldn't he? So, <laughs> it's, it's massive for him and he deserves it for, you know, how well he's performed in the Premier League last season and um, for for the effort that he's put in for us and just shows um that you can, you can, you can make it even when you get a lot of criticism like he's had. It's not, I think it's, I think it'll be better for it as well. I think when you look at Patrick Bamford under Paul Heckingbottom, you just think them chances he used to miss, the abuse he used to get off the Leeds fans and the rest of the Championship. Well, you could look at any eleven players under Paul Heckingbottom. <laughs> Who would have thought what three, four years later, you know, it'd be getting called up, you know, he was disappointed not to make the Euro 2020 squad. And it just shows, like Dan said, how far he's come. But you've got, I think as well, you know, there's there's players like uh, Ollie Watkins, Danny Ings, you know, Callum Wilson as well at, um, at Newcastle. Tammy Abraham set, set, is doing really well at Roma. He's settled in really well. You know, he's getting ahead of them in the squad. And that's testament really to see how far he's come. And I think what he offers differently to them is that he's good with his feet. He's, he's a good presser of the ball where over the Nolly Watkins, I like Nolly Watkins. I think he would set set really well into our system, if I'm honest with you. But other than Watkins, I think Bamford offers something a bit different, doesn't it, compared to the other strikers? And and like Dan said, I think the likes of Andorra and possibly Hungary could be in a good opportunity for him. With King just coming back to full fitness as well, he's played. I don't know if he played a full ninety today, but he's mm. he's obviously not match fit at the moment, really, is he? Let's be honest. So. And Bamford's there, raring to go and got a really, really class goal today at Burnley. So he's in a uh, good nick going into it. And I'll be honest with you, every time Tar- Tarkovsky give him a whack and Ben Mee give him a whack, I was like, you get him out of that squad, you bastards. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there'll be there'll be some pain coming your way because it's just typical, isn't it? Our players work so hard to get called up to the national team and then some prat just absolutely whacks them uh, for no reason. And that's his, the dream over, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, some bastard from Burnley slips in an elbow and then you're out, are you? But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the only thing I think is a shame in terms of international football is that I'd love, I'm just going a bit off, off the record, off the topic here, but I'd love for him to take some of the home games away from Wembley sometimes to like some of the northern cities and stuff so like people can, because they get behind a lot of these players, a lot, you know, some some of the local lads and stuff like that. Um, you know, and I think the support a lot more. And it probably might be good for us to go see it as well, rather than tra- traipsing down London. But no, I think um, he'll bring. If Bamford gets in, he'll he'll bring others into play as well, won't he? Like you imagine, like runners in behind him. Obviously, his he's link up play is. Is I think it's always been good actually. His link up play. You know, when he he used to play as like a number ten with players running off him, like at Middlesbrough when he had that good season, did he? So he obviously can play that role as like a false nine, and obviously he's, he's come on as a leaps and bounds as a proper centre forward as well, aren't they? So I think he's certainly yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you've got to think as well when Phillips got Colin Singh on the squad, he's kind of that elite player now, isn't he? You see, it's, it's done in wonders. Yeah. Look at the, the Euros he had and his yeah. reputation has gone, it's shot up, hasn't it? And I think yeah. playing with them type of players, being in that environment, in that camp, representing your country, it seems to do quite a lot for a player. You yeah. know, maybe the likes of Ricky Lambert and Michael Ricketts might not, might not uh, <laughs> <laughs> say, but obviously... Don't leave out David you know, let's either. Hope, absolutely. You know, let's hope there's more than a one-cap wonder. But I think... Um, 
think we'll see. A, I think this will enhance him as a player as well and as a person. If I'm honest with you, I think and he's raised a good point about uh, taking you what leaps and bounds. Like you know, we may watch international football and say, "God, this is rubbish compared to what we watch under Bielsa," because you know we've been spoiled a bit. But you can tell how much Phillips has taken from it. You know, playing against those world class players in the Euros, even like. If you look at like Declan Rice, you know, for West Ham, I think he's come on massively in the last year through playing international football. Absolutely. And Phillips and, you know, Bamford will only get better if he keeps, you know, hopefully I hope he can get a goal and stay in the squads going through the year. And then, you know, who knows what can happen then. We, we, Leeds might, I know we worry about his players going on international duty, but I reckon we'll get a better Bamford. Absolutely. And he's got more air levels of the whole England squad. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, yeah. So a bit of an update now on our Fantasy Premier League. So we're going to shout out our top three. So in third, we have Tonton Zola Mukoko in with 257 what? points. Let's say that one what again. What player, no. by the way. You know, you, you know who he is, don't you? Do you know who Tonton Zola Mukoko is? He's a football manager legend or a championship manager legend. So he's a made, made-up player or was just a really crap player. But he becomes like a wonder kid in the Championship Manager series. I've got to say, so like, if it's if on you know, Champ Manager, you know. it must be a while away. A while ago, that. Tonton Zola Makoku. Yeah. <laughs> in second, we have What's So Not with 266 points. And in first place at the minute, we have Gary's team, great name, uh, with 268 points. Remember, there's a £30 club shop voucher on the line. So don't forget to update your team and transfer in Rafinha. Where are you guys currently sitting in the league? Christ, like, it's saying how many points? They've got 260 points. Jesus. I'm not doing that well. <laughs> well, um, I, I don't know. I, I, I always, I think you were saying it, Matt. I always seem to get the, beat the average, but so does every <laughs> apparently. So they just keep on accelerating away. So <laughs> I'm just buzzing because I broke the top 850. So I'm 847. But like, like Dan was saying, like, the average is 44 for the country. And for the country, sorry, for everyone in the fantasy league, I've got 57 points this week and I've gone up like two places. A lot of pain in that voice. Gary's, <laughs> Gary's team, I tell you what, I thought a lot about that. But Gary's team, he looks like he's got a lot of red shirts in his team, which is disappointing. Oh, I hope they're at least yeah. Liverpool shirts and not scum. Pick him out for that, to be honest with you. I might even just say the names. <laughs> oh, there, is, there is a lot of red in there, isn't there? <laughs> There's a lot, a lot of red. Not happy with that. Tom, no, Tom, he's not players either. What's going no, on? That's, yeah. How's he got well, in the league? We're going to have to see how many people transfer in Ronaldo, aren't we? That's going to be a sore, a sore one, which I won't be doing. Never have a rep player. But. It's been funny, lads, but the top three haven't got a single Leeds United player. <laughs> Maybe that's why change. they're winning. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to change, change the rules. There's actually just been a quick change of the, the standing. So, Churchville Sinners. Has taken the number three spot now. Coming in Just hard. have a look at Churchill Singers. Not a single Leeds player. Oh, he's got Ailing <laughs> on the bench. Brilliant. Probably good. Good. Good decision. And I won't mind time, but I've just refreshed the league and I'm still 847. How's that possible? It's back by popular demand. We've had way too much fan mail about bringing it back. So here it is, the Wheel of Wotton, named after our second best number four of all time, Scott Wotton. 
The rules are simple and the same as always. Three questions, we'll spin the wheel and see what it lands on, and then you'll have no more than 20 seconds to answer. Question number one, will we sign anyone before the window shuts? Matt. No. <laughs> Is that it? Let's go say it for 20 seconds. Nope. Zilch. <laughs> no, it's not happening. Not a sausage. No happy boo. Nobody. Oh, happy boo, you know. Just for the fanfare. Question number two. Just for Is Rodrigo sales. good enough for Leeds? Dan. Well, I'm going to choose to say that I've just watched Le- uh, Burnley nil Leeds 4 and tell you what, Rodrigo was good enough that day, weren't he? That delightful little chip, jinxing in the middle, moving across. Rodrigo today, I would say a meh. But <laughs> I think he's got it. I'm going to I'm gonna say faith in Rodrigo, I believe. Come on, son. Well, 20 seconds. Hang on time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe 20 seconds is my fault. <laughs> Question number three. Can Bamford be a success for England? Matt? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, we touched upon it earlier. He's, I think he's, he's, got a good, he's got a good opportunity to really cement a, a challenge for Harry Kane, really. I think we need, they need someone to really push him. And I think uh, Patrick Bamford could be that man. <laughs> <laughs> love it love it <laughs> just going back to Rodrigo like I was saying earlier I think um, with Bamford and Rafinha he linked up with them really well at times I felt against Burnley today and it's, just, it's, just, it's off the ball I think he's been hauled off a few times as well he's been hauled on and hauled off in the same game he's been brought off at half time against Manchester United but then you referred to the, the Burnley game last season when he scored them two cracking goals Mm. And um, there, there is a player there. I think there is, yeah. but is his mentality there? Is he thinking, well, I'm a record signing. I'm probably earning what over hundred grand a week. I'm top top earner at the club. Mm. You know, you see some players. Are they really? Are they buying into it? Like, I don't think Saez were that player. He didn't buy mm. into it. My opinion is, he thought this is bad for me. I ain't got. I'm, I'm not in football for this. And he just took it to cut and runs for some players like your Dallas's and your Aylins and your Bamfords and your your Coopers and your Phillipses and Clicks. They're bought into it, you know. They're better players for working uh, under Bielsa. Now. Would you say Rodrigo's a better player? I don't think so. I think before he came to Leeds, he was Spain's number nine, leading the mm-hmm. line for Spain, and um, he's miles down the pecking order now. I feel for for the national team and. Yeah, he's been blighted with injuries and and COVID and stuff, but he's you know he's got a good chance now, and I think so far he's not showing it. And yeah, I don't really know what next for him. Really, I must because, admit, uh, like when when I saw that he'd have a full pre-season under Bielsa, you know, especially after the season he had, you know, last season, full pre-season, no Euros. I thought he did the. I saw it start the season like I was on fire. I must admit so. I think that might be what's disappointed a few people, but I think that I think there's a serious answer to the wheel of one. You know, there is a player there, and I think given time, I think it's a big season for him. So if it doesn't come off this season, it's a big gamble that Leeds have probably got wrong in reflection. You know, spending thirty million, but you know, it's first three games of the season. I, I don't think he was. He didn't have a bad game against Burnley. I thought he was poor against Crew, to be fair, but. Um, 
you know, it's these things. I think probably like Bamford before, you know, he's a confidence player. I think he needs to get, he needs to do something in the game, influence it in some way, get a goal, get his account up and running. And then I think, you know, he, he can, he strikes me as a bit of a streak player. You know, he'll go on and he might score five in four or something. So, you know, I think it's important that we all get behind him. And I think, um, you know, this is going to be a big season for him because the fact that our squad's so threadbare, we need him. Um, and like you say, link up is it's there. Mm-hmm. You know, he could have easily had an assist in the first half, couldn't he? So um, it's one of those things. That's it for this week. Thank you, as always, for joining us. Please make sure you leave us a lovely five-star review and keep up to date with all the goings-on at Leeds United by following us on all our socials at RITGK. Let's hope our Paddy B and Calvin can do us proud while out on international duty with England. But until then, see you all soon. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.